0: Welcome back to blacker couch reviews i'm your host christina we are back to discuss another great episode of vikings this is season 2 episode 2 invasion written by of course michael Hurst, and directed once again by syrian donnelly i gave this episode a 10 out of 10 i really enjoyed the time jump we are four years later people have evolved more players are on the board. Someone's missing their son. I love you and I miss you. <sighs> Despite having many others, Anna Mistress realized when she's second choice, she's not going to be first in Ragnar's heart. Before we jump into this episode, wherever you listen to this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, Spotify, go down to the rating section, drop some stars, leave a review. My social media will be there as well. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. And if you want to send feedback for Vikings or any other show that I do, blackercouch at gmail.com. As I mentioned, we jump four years into the future. katagat itself, you notice, has gotten a lot more busier, it would seem. Uh it is the middle of freaking winter, but it looks like the town is a little bit more prosperous than it was previously, and that's a testament as this port becomes a little bit more of a trading center. It is relatively small, populated. Aslog is now married to Ragnar. They have two little boys and one on the way which she makes a prophecy regarding when she thinks that her husband is flirting with other women just because she uh, he smiles at them papa, can I get that? girl he married you for the bread mare skills all right he knew you was gonna pop him out many sons when the first one came out a boy he knew he knew what the prophecy meant and he realized this is this is all par for the course but you certainly were not at all a love match and she is straight up delusional and thinking so and he has no he's not cruel about it but it's in his entire reaction He's more cuddly with the pigs running around than he is with his wife. I did like this opening scene. Floki shows up, so he's healed. Uh, Siggy's there in the hall. Torsten, my baby Torsten, is there. He's the one with the blonde hair. Athelstan is there. He is and has learned the language despite floki continuing to call him priest actually everyone calls him priest because despite ragnar being accepting of his religion and him still being a christian he is considered rather you know kind of the friend or informant of ragnar's that's part of his household part of his family but you do feel that there are others that are far more comfortable with uh looking past his particular religion with the exception of floki who takes every opportunity to put that shit out there and remind everyone that he is from a christian faith he's not one of us but they do have that really cute scene where (laughs) he's like where is our earl and he's like, he's right behind you and he's carrying, is it Ube or Fitzer? I think he's carrying Fitzer because Ube was in the yard. And he's like, uh, I've been hearing rumors that you might be like Earl Harrelson. They're all like titillatingly laughing about this. It's so adorable with Ragnar's face. Like, oh, maybe I should say something. And they announced that they will be raiding going back. To the the Promised Lands where such riches abounded prior. And Horik and Yalborg will be joining them for this raid. Everyone's excited to hear that. He announces to the group. Then he kisses his wife very dutifully before sitting down and telling everyone to feast. Helga is there as well. Ever the the mistress of floki siggy is also there and she takes note of the pretty pointed look that ragnar gives her about everyone being brought in from the code he knows his brother is out there somewhere and he has not approached him in the last four years because he's been living in shame since he uh he was pardoned by the gods aka his brother and instead of Rolo doing something about the change in his fate he decided to take a four-year pity party and that's a good testament of why Rolo is not the leader at this time in in his life because he doesn't take any proactive he needed siggy to drag his ass out of the the sidewalk he just sleep in the road to sleep she took a whole ass ice bucket and threw it on him wake up wake up, wake up. Ship, a little up. i just have to fade away the shakeup what'd you leave the keep up on the table here you go create another table you wanted to Grab your... siggy is an interesting character she very much wants back into the the position and she doesn't pretend about that where she used to be she's fallen out of favor and she's watched everything move forward without her she tied her tether to Rolo, and she thinks that he's the best way for her back in and ragnar kind of hinted at that Like, if you can get him back on par for the course, you can be rewarded for this as well. Is kind of how I was reading that scene. And thus she goes and she tells him that you're pathetic. You're a piece of shit and you need to go and talk to your damn brother. And put this shit behind you and start trying to build bridges back onto the good side of things. Otherwise, just kill your damn self. Because I don't want to see this mess that you are. And so he takes his ass to his brother. He gets himself cleaned up. Ragnar kicks everybody out. At least Aslog knew what her place was. Siggy's standing there like, Me too? Yeah, bitch, you, me too. Get, get your ass out the room. <laughs> I gave you a message. You got the message. Now let me take it from here. He invites his brother to sit down. I think that he wants Rolo to humble himself. Barolo sitting there like well I went on a eat pray love and I found a bottle instead and I drowned myself in it <laughs> right now it's like don't you think you could have been seeking forgiveness earning forgiveness because you did hurt a lot of people it's not just that you could have killed me he's like oh I never would have killed you but you did kill one eye and that was a really good friend of mine and it is a friend of my best friend's floki as well as torsten and you almost killed floki so you have to know that the people that are around me that are closest to me you tried to murder and despite you saying i can never hurt you how could i trust you ever again not to mention you've done nothing to try to earn that trust back he says well let me go raiding with you and he says i'll think about it He then is greeted by the king, Horik. He's shown up on horseback with two of his sons, Elender and Ari. This is Ari's first raid and only raid. Ow! Backtracking a little bit to the feast, I forgot to mention, he was just being kind. It seemed just smiling at a pretty girl because why not? i mean yeah i just better not wonder why you walking next to me yes but at the same time i don't even think that he was interested in that little girl not even a little bit but she is insecure because he don't really love you so later on she as he's just trying to get some trying to cuddle up to that booty because it's cold out there in them streets uh, she tells him i'm a vulva you treat me like i'm a fool but i'm gonna tell you this your next child will be born with a serpent in his eye and he's like cool like if i had a heart on which you pretty much do after a party. I no longer have it. And that's when I go seeking other people to fuck. Don't you understand this? Plus, I'm about to go on raid. I could do whatever I want. <laughs> and you wouldn't even know. Unlike my last wife. Because my son spilled all the tea. All the tea. About your ass. Uh, this is when the king shows up. But unfortunately y'all borg is already there looking smug the the king is like of course i knew you was gonna be here however i know that you have been taxing me off the lands off my own lands or something like to that effect and being a pain in my ass but yeah sure i'm glad you're here and then ragnar chooses at that moment and i'm not even sure why to decide to bring rollo in i would have said let's let's do this later let's do this off to the side and in front of everyone says that he will not allow rollo to raid with him but he will accept him back into the family and acknowledge him as his brother that's something rollo said i'm your brother and you tried to murder me all you've been doing since this whole thing started enterprise that yes i understand you were put into the background not my fault i was made the target i came after i rose above the challenge i challenged the king you could have done it while you was walking around but you didn't want that you had to be bold and you were not bold when you needed to be so don't take it out on me but he says i accept your judgment and for the most part rollo accounted for himself this episode because y'all borg is over there like ooh, i think i got me another in Cause he knows that he could use another ally because uh Horik is giving him all types of the snake face <laughs> so at the banquet ragnar talks to ari he had talked to the seer and asked about his sons about their success they are going to be more famous than he is and he's like what about my son bjorn is he alive who did you think i was talking about oh snap he wonders if he'll ever see him again and the seer tells him you asked too many questions he asks ari how young he is he's so good with children he is a nurturer by nature when it comes to young men to boys there's just something about that innocence and that nurturing that he just there's pride in him and he likes to foster that so he asks how old he is he's like oh i have a son that's just like you oh really where's he where's he at right now i don't know i haven't seen him in four years he don't write he don't call and that's by his own choice he hate me i'm sorry i brought this up at the banquet feast table rollo's just quietly he, he stayed real quiet, didn't he? He's like, I'm gonna enjoy this good ass meal because I ain't had one in probably four years. Siggy was happy to be there enjoying herself. poor tried to make a move for Aslog first, talking about, uh, I was upgraded matter of your father and all of his dragons. And she's like, Oh, that's so sweet. You're not getting none of this. Siggy over there, on the other hand, is like. So she approaches King Horik, and I like what she was doing. She was making moves for herself. She said, hey, how you doing? Ragnar is your friend. He's your ally. I'm not telling you I'm giving you information on him because like you would betray him. But I'm going to give you information because you should know the strengths and weaknesses of your allies. That's only better to support them. Obviously. And if we fuck... Sure. I liked her tattoos on the back. That's just going to seal the deal for both of us. Cuz he says, "How do you know I can trust you?" Well, now we both compromised. I don't know how she had sex with that man, but she's committed. <laughs> she's very committed. Cuz when I saw that fat finger going across her back, ooh.
1: That is fucking disgusting.
0: Oryk also took the moment to tell Ragnar, by the way, I don't want Bor to raid with us. I don't trust him the way you don't trust your brother. So tell him of our decision. Ragnar was so angry at that moment, like son of a bitch. <laughs> Even homegirl was like, this is just, yep, mm-hmm, I know he uh, he's pretty much making me his bitch boy and i have no choice in the matter because he's the king and i am his vassal but he does get excited by the fact that at least horrid brings with him a shit ton more than what y'all borg brought which was no boats he bought plenty of boats so he of course it with his king not only just because of the vassal part so he breaks it down to him we're not raiding together y'all bored he's like we made an agreement i know if it was up to me i would stick to our agreement but it's not and thus unfortunately you're not raiding with us he is pissed about this he goes to rollo and tells him hey i've been fucked over by your brother rollo's like are you out of your goddamn mind i just got mine's back do you even know what i've been through the last four years because yo ass did not take me in from the code. Not at all. So, he punched him in his face and told him to get the fuck up out of it.
2: I'm so fresh you can suck my nuts. I'm so fresh you can suck my nuts. Sweat.
0: Ragnar spends some agonly long, emotionally tender moments with his two boys, and even the one that's not born yet, <laughs> very cordially says goodbye to his wife and she noticed all of it everything that was said and unsaid she's like god damn i wish you would touch me with that level of love and before we do jump on to the england side of things we got to talk about ragnar and athelsen their session where he's teaching him how to fight he tells him, he asks him first, do you miss England? And he says, no. And he calls him out on it and he's like, yeah, sometimes. And he says, good, cause I want you to come with me. He says, well, I didn't want to stay here with the women and the old people. <laughs> and despite him uh, talking a big game, he's like, look, shield maiden, you need to put the shield down and fight like a man because you don't you're a priest you were a priest man you don't know what this fully means to be a warrior it is a transition that you need to be ready for and not just i don't want to stay back here and despite him uh having some skills because i love when Ragnar was like "Woo!" (laughs) when he got real close because he pissed him off (laughs) he said uh you know don't hesitate you can't hesitate it's one thing to practice it's another thing to kill someone and that you cannot hesitate but i love their growing friendship brotherhood ship in my head because it's so romantic in my head (laughs) there were a huge array of men sexually turned on by the challenge of each other in this episode as well (laughs) Off they go to England. However, they are blown off course and thrown into a violent storm. So they do reach land eventually. However, they're not quite sure where they're at. They're chilling out in the forest. There's a few shield maidens there who handle their business. And I'm glad to see that. But they're not averse to flirting with the boys. And then suddenly out of nowhere comes an arrow and that arrow pierce Ari who unfortunately did not make it. I love that he was realistically still crawling out in pain even though things got silent. <laughs> it's just those little touch of details because you know they could have just easily had him shut up and you just he, you found out later he died but no he was actively in pain. Everyone gets behind their shield walls. There's two of them One around King Horik and his men, the other around Ragnar. I love this scene because it's our true first good look at a Viking quarrel and how effective they are with their shield walls and how effective they are at taking on a larger force than themselves, which is what made them very successful. So this isn't the uh, quick melee as they did on the beach the last time or even uh when they were leaving this turns out into a very close quarter battle and it's a serious fight and they do lose a few along the way uh once it pops off it pops off uh they they go down it looked about 30 30 40 men from the the guard the shield wall how you see them opening when they need to maneuver and then they're going around like floki and athelstina consider the the they pick off ones in the back uh you see they jump over with their swords it's just it's very violent and then even when it pops off king hork is like ari don't be afraid or he tells his other son elendor (laughs) ari over there dying elendor don't be afraid your fates are already uh made up for today if you are to die odin's gonna take you to valhalla where you're gonna feast so there's no fear to be had here never fear and that is also another traditional trait of the vikings Athelson sees that horrik is in trouble so ragnar sends him to help however Athelstan is unable to uh fend off two soldiers that are on his ass well he is fending them off but he's having a hard time uh floki takes the time to throw shade talking about maybe he'll uh swat him down with his book his bible why are you mad notice ragnar does not share that prejudice at all he even tells him we need all the gods favor that we can ask for so he's there's a branch of acceptance even before in the previous seasons there was almost this brittleness You know where he's still bristled uh, at the intrusion on his religion but now in ragnar's mind there's this bridge between the two gods like they're they can be friendly whereas you see floki very much uh believing this god to be an inferior god or one that we should not trust so that is the viking code and how they look it's not even so much like your god doesn't exist it was no i acknowledge your god exists it's just he's not my god (laughs) they're a little bit more open with the big dick uh, metaphor so ragnar goes to save athelstan they get him back into horrockside and the the both two become one and you see how they pick him off I said the one where they're like open and they like five guys they go in because they're from the momentum and then they just fucked them up <laughs> oh man they were fucking him up and then that last scene of the slow-mo once there's victory Athelstan had saved Ragnar's life during the fight and he's proud of him he goes to him and tells him you did not hesitate he saved his life he's someone who's bound to him he's not there because he has to be he's there because he wants to be and that is all ragnar needs to hear for him to give over an armband and tell him we're married (laughs) athelstan was deeply touched you have to think in his mind he's rather hero worshiped ragnar he's watched him become a simple farmer and rise to an earl and someone who is loved and respected and seems to also be this really good person that's accepting of his religion which is someone above his time and so he is honored and humbled and it is a a change in their relationships they're truly friends and he takes that armband and he understands the the weight of the moment and puts it on cuz he also says if you want if you want to marry me. Then you have this next scene that goes back to Ragnar's playfulness. Like even when he first looked down at his brother and he's like so house things. <laughs> he just has this great way of being so charming without even really meaning to sometimes but this it's so barbaric that he's holding this guy's head (laughs) and he plays a a power move here he has athelstan speak for him and he asks where are we what are where where, kingdom Are you are he's like we're in wessex it's like this is king Elkbert's kingdom yeah you heard of him and then ragnar goes who's Ekbert?" in his own language with athelstan he doesn't want to i know i didn't say his name right because he doesn't want to reveal that he uh knows exactly what they're saying <laughs> uh he doesn't want to give up that card the ace of his sleeve they think i don't know what they're saying so some, maybe they'll say something that they think i won't hear but i will <laughs> i just I, I love it i love it so much but he says who's king eckbert he's like he's someone that's a lot like you and ragnar's face does not look scared at all he's like "Ooh, intriguing then you go to a bathhouse where a man is taking one he curses out the man for his muddy boots in his bathhouse and he says sir we've got a message the vikings are here and he had that same look that Ragnar had on his face. shit at the idea of coming up on each other like "Mm, this is interesting my day was boring but now it's not that is gonna do it for our recap and review but we do have feedback from our first time viewers so let's hop into it
1: It's Mimi. This is feedback for Vikings, uh, season two, episode two. Um, you're going to have to bear with me because I just double checked before I went into, um, episode three that I sent feedback for two and I did not. So I literally watched this like two weeks ago. It's going on two weeks ago (laughs) and I clearly didn't send anything. So I'm going to struggle to remember. I'm just gonna talk about the bullet points. Um, I've had a hell of a couple of weeks, um, so my my mind is all over the place. I can just say that I've been feeling kind of the same way as uh, shy. I just haven't been in the mood to watch TV. I'm looking forward to my shows coming back. I I know um, Abbott Elementary comes back next week and then I have um, All-American and All-American Homecoming coming back at the beginning of October as well as The Flash so I'm actually pretty excited to be watching the new season of, of, of my shows so um, I haven't really been watching TV I should say hmm, I haven't been watching TV, but more so I haven't been watching shows that we've been podcasting on. I tried to watch Surface. I just I just couldn't get into it. And I don't know if it just had something to do with my mood. Because the first episode wasn't bad, but then it just started to get, I felt like, not predictable, but just I felt like it wasn't going to be worth it when I got to the end. And I just kept losing focus and watching the same scenes over and over again and realized that I still don't know what's going on as I rewound over and over again. So I've been watching a lot of like lighthearted things. Darren always makes fun of me because I like <laughs> kids' shows. Um, and it's something that I, like, I love Disney movies, I love watching Disney shows, I I, watch, I love musicals, I love shows with music in them, shows that are centered around music. And to me, whenever I'm like not in a TV mood, I watch shows that I watch already. And a lot of them are based around music. A lot of them probably are not age appropriate, so to speak. I don't believe in stuff like that. I, I do believe people have different tastes. Like my son, even though he's 11, likes horror movies. I would never, I did never. Like it's just not something I'm into um he watches a lot of anime and i can't get into that um darren watches a lot of sports you know people have their things these are things that i feel like when darren darren is uh, not Darren, Derek, the child when he's an adult he's probably still gonna like gear towards those shows because that's how it was for me i've been watching shows like this since i was age appropriate and before like it's just something that I've always enjoyed, and that's what I go to whenever I'm not in the mood to watch TV, and that's what I've been doing. Um, I haven't watched Cobra Kai. I know that is not new. That show is just ridiculous, and I think it's funny to watch. <laughs> like I said, I just I just haven't been in the mood to watch. I don't know if it's anything maybe that's serious that I'm not in the mood to watch. Maybe because right now my, uh, my life itself is serious enough. Maybe. I mean. To me, it makes sense why I'm not in the TV mood. Um, just when you have a lot of shit going on in your personal life, you want to an escape. And you know, even The House of Dragon, House House of the Dragon, because I, I looked it up. I'm not gonna say it wrong anymore. Um, I watched that on Sunday, but I just I wasn't in a mood to to record that right after I watched it, and then my life got a little busy, and then it just slipped my mind, and now works in Sunday. So, yeah, it's just been like that. So, you know, this is where we are. Um, So, excuse me, I have the hiccups. I am driving, so I'm just going to send this as is. If you gonna get what you get, it's probably not going to be a lot of actual Vikings content. Um, I know that there was a time jump. I remember it being four years. And just as predicted by the seer, uh, Ragnar has more sons he has it from the princess who once again i do not find attractive i think she is a poor man's agatha and i am not a i don't i don't enjoy it it makes me angry um she's fucking annoying (laughs) like the faces that ragnar was making when he was trying to sleep and she was acting like a little putulent little child is that the word putulent I feel like I'm saying it wrong. I like that word. I heard it recently, and i just been wanting to say it, and I feel like I'm saying it wrong. But she acted like a child having a tantrum. And she was like, you want to sleep with her. I know you do. It's like, first of all, bitch, do you not remember how you got him? Because I do. And I don't think I'll ever forget. Because I'm still fucking angry about it. Um, so, clearly, if he wanted to fuck her, what the fuck are you going to do about it? other than cry like a little bitch and have a tantrum and get on his nerve like the man was trying to go to sleep and he told you like i i feel like ragnar is a lot of things (laughs) especially right now in my personal opinion on my shit list is one of them but a liar is not is not it he's never been a liar and he would tell you exactly what he felt i mean the man might withhold some information when it's convenient for him but i i feel like when it comes to his friends and family that motherfucker would have told you the truth if he wanted to fuck her he would have done it and told you about it when you asked he might have even told you before he did it like actually yes i'm about to go fuck her right now she made a dick appointment and i'm on my way there so the fact that the man's trying to sleep telling you that he didn't want to have sex with her you know Right now, because you're pregnant and feeling vulnerable or whatever the fuck your, your crybaby bitch ass problem is. I don't know. Um, and I know it's not fair to dislike her because of the circumstances, but I don't like her. And her attitude is making me not like her either. Um, I don't think I'm ever going to like her because I'm team Agatha, no matter what. Um, pretty sure I'm saying her name wrong, but you know who I'm talking about uh, boss bitch number one, one and forever, um, Greta's mom, (laughs) she's, she's always gonna be my number one, no matter what Ragnar does, who he's with, or how many kids he has with someone else, um, I'm glad he got his sons, I hope it was fucking worth it, um, I remember the seer, um, telling him, you know, about the future of his children, and he was like, you know, we'll, you know, what about, um, what the fuck is the crybaby little boy's name? I fucking hate him. Turn up hen <laughs> He was like, I was talking about him. He was like, will I ever see him again? And he was like, I'm sick of you. Get out of my face. I am, um, this is just my interpretation of the conversation. But you know, that was probably one of my favorite scenes. Because he had all these, like, you were so fucking thirsty to get your son's that like you know the multiple sons, the mini sons that you like that's the thing about you know hearing your future people get so obsessed with it no matter what form of literature you're reading that they're so focused on the future that they're supposed to have that they're not even fucking present for the shit that they have going on in the moment like you wanted these new sons so much you lost your daughter you lost your pre your, your oldest son who i guess would have been about 17 right now becoming a man going on raise with you and you lost the i'm assuming she was the love of your life um because you straight up said you didn't want her to leave and she was like i don't have a choice but to leave you fucking embarrass the shit out of me so fuck you and then your son left with his mama which i think was the right thing to do i think i said that in my last feedback to me You would want your son to go with his mom because granted she could take care of herself, but still You you would want him to protect her Um, You don't need him there. You want him there, but she needs a man in her life, and I think that him Going with his mom is gonna make him into something that I don't know he would have been had he been with Ragnar But we'll see I, I can't quite formulate words right now about how what I mean when I say this, but I think, you know, maybe eventually when I get my mind right and I watch episode three, maybe I can formulate it better. Um, so I know she's pregnant again. She has, He has two sons, and they're all under four, apparently, because that's how much the time jump is. I don't remember their names. Don't really care. I'm sure we're going to um, see them grow up, and then I, I'll... Remember their names, but these little babies ain't gonna be on set very long, so there's no point in even trying to remember. Um, I know that they got into that fight, and then the one, the king lost his son. Like, dude, that was shit. Was sad. Like, they got ambushed like a motherfucker. They handled their, they handled it though, but it was a fucking ambush they weren't ready for. And then I don't care what you say, I'm gonna call him Appleton because that name makes more sense to me than whatever the fuck you and Shy be calling him. It could be wrong. I don't give a shit. I'm going to call him Appleton, because that just sounds better than whatever the fuck his real name is. Um, but, you know, I see he's just jumped all into the Viking life, which makes sense, you know. Um, he started. He's fighting now. He's uh, become a good uh, wingman to Ragnar. I'm proud of him. Um... I'm assuming he's gonna be around for a long time. I, I can't wait to see what, tur- what how he turns out in all of this. Um, seems like he's still in um, love with some Ragnar. I don't know if I'm supposed to be shipping them, but I kind of ship them. Um, I feel like I have more like love in the ship. World for Appleton and Ragnar than I do for um, his current wife right now, um, and I would be down to see that romance blossom. And I'm not even angry about it, and I don't care what anyone says. I'm gonna, I'm gonna root for them. I, I'm I'm gonna root for them. <laughs> That'll be my um, ship for all ships. That'll be my crack ship, if you will. <laughs> um i think that's all i got i know some other shit happened but like i said i don't remember and at this point um i feel like sitting in this how it is is better than what you would get if i waited any longer so i'm gonna end it here until next time love peace hair grease and black girl magic we do the couch with me now
0: thanks baby, for your feedback i'm glad you uh half remember the episode <laughs> it's all good it's all good surface really wasn't worth it so you didn't miss out on anything yeah i think everyone uh had like and i totally get that because that's how i feel when i just tune out and go into documentary land it's just whatever floats your boat (laughs) whatever floats your boat maya's also watching cobra kai i'm like i don't get it i don't understand what is what's so interesting about this uh and music is definitely a bomb for anxiety depression not saying you're anxious or depressed but any really just taking the negative juju out of your life i mean music is a medicine all in itself so if it comes in the form of a musical for you that's uh i'd rather i'd rather just listen to the mp3 <laughs> yes i still have an mp3 player and and it has all of songs for like <laughs> early 2000s i listen to some new music but not a lot not a lot i think the word you're looking for is petulant it is a very nice word especially to tell someone like i i love using words like that in my chat when i'm dealing in a difficult conversation because most of the time (laughs) they don't even know what you mean (laughs) they just know you said something that was Somehow dismissive. (laughs) They they Google that shit. (laughs) The things I take enjoyment out of. It's usually when they're being an asshole. So, uh. Y'all not stand for this petulant behavior. (laughs) It's like the perfect amount of uh insult without necessarily being an insult you know i'm just i'm just giving you know does not seem as if this behavior is appropriate uh and uh, what okay on one hand yes he gave up the best thing he had going in his life which is why he over there like i miss my baby and of course he does uh he misses his wife as well but he also realizes that more than even you know his son that those are his wife has a choice to make and his son chose to go and that that's a double wound he just can't get past uh so yes but i ain't gonna put his daughter's death on his feet he didn't know anything about that (laughs) I don't know It was it yeah it was the pursuit of sons but it was more like he had enough how i see it as he had an affair it resulted in the possibility of this person being pregnant with their with his child he thought about the prophecy he realized after the continued failed attempts because after bjorn and then uh oh i forgot damn i can't remember Can't i forgot the daughter's name already but after his daughter you know they were relatively it'd been like at least eight or nine maybe even ten years between children and there wasn't another and then they finally got pregnant again when he became earl and he even says why do the guys gods, gods give and then take away so he does feel like in some way he's been punished for his power like you're not allowed to have these personal things due to the fact that you, you know, this is the, the, the one-off sacrifice, if you will. Um, and I wouldn't be completely on him, but the affair is totally on him. And then, yeah, she had every right to say, I don't want to be disrespected like this. I don't want to share you basically. And he's like, well, I can't give up. I can't give up the possibility of a future without these promised sons. Yes, that is more how I see it playing out. And so agreeing with you to about 95% of it. Uh, you said he was on your shit list. What'd he do? I didn't know what he did. You must be talking about in the future. And <laughs> hey, what you talking about? ragnar and athelstan appleton are my number one ship okay i did love lagatha and ragnar but i loved athelstan and ragnar because of where it began and then where it continues to develop Uh, i think that's all i got for thoughts on your feedback, and I look forward to hearing how you view the rest of the season. And last but certainly not least, we do have Queen Shy. So let's hear what she felt about this particular episode.
2: Hey, Christina, it's me, Shy. I am here to give my feedback for Vikings season two, episode two. Um, I saw that you haven't sent it out yet so i am trying to get better at sending stuff in this was a long week but i am done for today um but anyway i watched this one i watched season premiere um and this one at the same time basically so uh it was um I also listened to the podcast for episode one and agreed with a lot of what you and Mimi were saying. So I don't also have anything to add to that. Um, Let's see. Um, As for this one, I don't know. It's going to take some getting used to. um, For now that we got Aslog in the seat, next to Ragnar, I'm not a big fan of that. But yeah, I mean, that's where we're at four years later. You know, she's got three kids, three boys. So the prophecy about that is for sure what it is. And um, you could see, you know, he has a lot of love for his children and he misses Bjorn, his, you know, his oldest. We talked about him quite a bit throughout this episode so you can tell there's a yearning um to know how he's doing to know where he's at and um yeah I'm sure we'll be seeing him soon since uh, his name came up quite a bit in this one and I'm um I'm actually curious as to how him and his mom are doing um but we see as he's saying goodbye to uh Family, that he's still, I mean, um, Lagatha, is that hopefully I'm saying it right? Christina, um, it was the love of his life, and I'm sure he has care for Aslog uh, that's the mother of his children, but there's a distance there, there's not that love, that genuine love, uh, and affection that he has, um, for his, um the love of his life. So, um, and that's plain from what we could see, but I mean, it doesn't bother her none. Cause a lot of the marriages in those times, it wasn't about love and affection. It was about, um, power and prestige and all that stuff. So, um, it's not a big, I mean, I'm sure I mean, she's still expressing jealousy and all that stuff when, Ragnar was uh, paying attention to that one serving girl. But, you know, what it is, what it is. Um, We see that um, they are, like I said, four years have gone by. So they were recouping from the plague and getting ready to um, prepare to go back out to raid. And now they're ready. Um, There was some talk about, you know, him not... um, him turning into Harrelson because they've been sitting around, um, which I find weird. Because I mean, he did give a great speech um, when it comes to the reasoning. But I'm like, I would have thought that would have been something they would have known already. Why it was taking so long? Because they did lose a lot of people <laughs> in the plague and in that battle with um Harl Yarl, whatever how you said his name, and Rolo. So that's um, I don't know why they're questioning Ragnar, um, but I guess that's just the nature of how it is in those times. um we see Floki and his woman we see Athelstan. um he's more and more immersed in their in their culture and their life, and um yeah to the point where he's going to battle he's training and he's he ended up that stuff ended up coming in handy you know um Ragnar told him not to hesitate there's one thing which I appreciate because that's something you know I must say that um my sons they are talking about um guns and things of that nature and then uh, <clears throat> I always talk about and then they of course they point out the fact that I was in the military. I trained with weapons and all of that stuff. And I'm like, just like with Ragnar said to Ethelstan, um, it's one thing to train and you know to learn how to use your weapons and how to, you know, and all that stuff. But it's another thing to kill. Um, of course, you if you are if you are taken there, you want to do it without hesitation. But the bottom line is, that's it's. it's One thing to have a gun is another thing to kill someone with a gun. That's a different type of burden and a different type of responsibility. So that's something I talk to them about because I feel like it's glamorized. um, And with their, I mean, I'm always glamorized, but even more so um, with um, their age group. So um so I try to put some reality and some grounding into those conversations and not have it be such a, you know, a pre- something of prestige, but more of a responsibility and all of that. So um, moving on, we see that Rolo is still uh, recovering. He's still a black sheep for for good reason. Um, Siggy is being her her Siggy self. <laughs> I mean, she's just this is just her world, and so she's equipped to move around in it and try to get move play a little bit of chess on her own and getting and move pieces pieces when it comes to um what's the name Horik and Rolo. And so when it didn't work with Rolo, now he's trying she's trying to recruit this the king and i'm like really i hope he's not that susceptible to a woman's lure that he's just gonna buy into what she's saying but again she's coming with some she's a smart woman she's coming with some information that he may that might be to his advantage at some point which she points out and then like i said we see that rollo is still not i mean ragnar eventually uh, forgave him, but not enough to where he can trust him to fight side by side with him. Which I will say, the king had a good point when it comes to Harold. I'm like, even though they got that, they did that truce or whatever, it's one thing. But once again, it's one thing to say something, but when it comes down to it, can you really trust this person to fight by your side in battle? You got to be able to trust the, the man and woman to your right and left. And that's just not the case with Rollo or with um, Harold. And you can see he was up to his little tricks again with Rollo trying to manipulate him into um, doing something um, against his brother. So but this time Rollo finally uh, made the right decision by punching him in the face, which is what he deserved. So um, what else happened in this one? Well, we can see that they went to West, wessex um and so they didn't go where they thought they were going and apparently they they're up against a formidable foe because the, the people said that or elfastan said that this king is equivalent to ragnar so uh, apparently he has um a reputation in battle so that should be interesting um, going forward. With what that's going to be about um, this time, they're not just um, snatching and going; they're staying and you know taking a um, inventory of the lay of the land. So that should be interesting as well. How that goes, uh, especially when we know for what we're told that um, this guy is. Uh, it's formidable when it comes to battles and wars and stuff like that so that should that should cause for some some whatever is gonna happen in the future I'm intrigued by what's gonna happen I'll just say that um, what else I think that's all I have for now um, I don't know I I'm trying to uh, get with this new Ragnar family thing the kids are adorable and all that stuff but mm, it's just not the same it's just not the same but anyway I'm almost out of time so on that note until next time much love peace and black girl magic queen of the couch shine
0: thank you queen shy for your thoughts on the episode you know it's funny it's only been eight episodes with Lagatha, and already we're like yeah we don't know about this new status quo (laughs) but it does feel very much um as if as if uh you know that that relationship felt like it was young lovers and this one feels very much like a king and his queen and of course the loss of that versus You know this pretty political marriage you say that she's not bothered by it i think she absolutely is bothered by it she's not allowing herself to be bogged down by that idea yet but that's why she's reacting in the way she is to all them to anyone else that could possibly catch his eye because if i'm just sex then i'm just then there's no reason he would just hold on to me But I do think that for all that Ragnar cheated (laughs) on Lagatha, it was pretty much a one-time mistake in that moment. Uh, But it doesn't seem like him cheating is the norm. Once he does take his vows, he at least does his best to adhere to them. And considering what it cost him i imagine he wouldn't be so eager to make that additional mistake you know what i mean uh i too am very intrigued by what is gonna go on in wessex because this is uh, one of the more powerful kingdoms in East Anglia no not East Anglia because East Anglia is a part of one of the territories in uh (laughs) Britannia at this time so they did come up against a pretty formidable force Athelstan yes being in engulfed in the fold it was sad that Ari died (laughs) and I think that Yes, well, yeah, he he agreed that Borg was distrustful to him. It felt more like he was bitter about the fact that, like, he agreed to something, no matter what it is, whether you trust them or not. If you make a, it's not like brother to brother. If that's a family issue, this is a political agreement. It's like making an alliance and then just deciding at the last minute no i'm not making that alliance with you like he gave up the war uh they made a peace treaty he agreed to pay him for lands he still believes belongs to him and it was never squashed but they decided instead of you know that they will all have this big payday where it would be worth it in some manner and in the end king Horra couldn't let bygones be bygones he broke his word and that is something you don't do between your people because then yeah he's not to be trusted but that's what Ragnar learned this episode Hork is not to be trusted because this is someone who uh who has shown himself to be uh, a different type of caliber of person and while Ragnar is playing his part and playing his duties still paying attention look at that look he gave when he noticed that horde was looking at siggy he peeped that shit real quick so he's learning and he has learned in the last four years a little bit more about what it means to be an earl and not just a farmer who stumbled into the role and just wants to do what's best for his people so I look forward to feedback next episode. If you want to be joined into that conversation, at gmail.com. My social media will be below. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. Until the next time, peace, hair grease, and blackout magic. you